The book was better. Hello. Hello. And welcome. Welcome to the Book Was Better podcast. Our last episode of September and our last episode of the Twilight Saga. It's been a journey. It's been a journey. (laughs) It's been an experience. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm Taylor Collette. I'm Kaylee Clark. Yeah, will we get ever get this down? No. Nah. Um, real quick, before we get too far into things, I do have a quick correction. So in our last mini-sode, we said how when we're done with Twilight, we'll be moving into Penelope. But after we said that, when we were putting together like the reading calendar and things, um, we realized, realized <laughs> that Penelope was a movie first, and then apparently and there was a then book written someone wrote from a book. the movie. Um, bummer. Which we don't been do. Really cool if it was a book first, because then that would have fallen under our. Um, what's the wrong? So maybe for? maybe we'll still do a criteria. Maybe we'll still do a mini sode on it. Um, yeah, we'll do a mini sode or something about but it, not because f- we love it. Yeah, <laughs> not a full episode. So instead. Um, If you've seen the reading calendar, you already know. But we are going to swap Penelope out with um, Matilda. Yes, I blanked for a second. (laughs) Matilda, which is great. Um, It's October. It's spooky season. It's a movie. It's a play. It's a musical. (laughs) It's everything you could want and more. So just kick off. Yeah, kick off October. Kick off spooky season. Matilda, the young witch, because technically that's what she is. Let's be real. She's a witch. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I just wanted to share that correction really quick. Um, Any other announcements, Taylor? Uh, Happy spooky season. (laughs) It's spooky season to us, but not to anybody. Not not to everyone. (laughs) Spooky season for me starts in the beginning of september when fall starts it's spooky season but but, but when this some episode people get very mad and offended if you decorate for halloween before october 1st <laughs> okay but when this episode comes out it is like two days we'll practically be before october so happy the common folk <laughs> happy spooky season to everyone who is like us and loves halloween spooky halloween <laughs> i brought in I finally brought in my Halloween decorations today because we've been just our apartment's been a mess. And I was like, I want to clean first. So we finally brought in like the fall and Halloween decor. So I have that out, which makes me very happy. Yes. Yes. Brings joy. Mm hmm. All right. Well, then if there's no other announcements, without further ado, we can get into it. Yeah. So Breaking Dawn Part 2 finishing off the saga of twilight by stephanie meyer so it i think it's like a the first time that between like two movies nothing has changed like none of them are in our starting lineup here Uh uh-huh they're all exactly the same so breaking down the book as we already know was published in 2008 um, the first part came out in 2011. Second part came out in 2012. Like hmm. quick succession there. Right. Still have the same director, Bill Condon. 
Melissa Rosenberg, the same screenplay writer for every single movie. She got better, though. She got better. She did get better. She did. She did. But it's also like even the screenplay writer across. I mean, Harry Potter is a very long series. But even when you look at shorter series like Hunger Games, like the screenplay writer does not stay the same. No, that is so surprising. Melissa Rosenberg, a a, a little round of applause for her keeping her job for all five. Because I don't think that happens frequently. Um, music again was done by Carter Burwell. He also did the music for the very first movie for Twilight. Oh. He didn't do New Moon or Breaking Dawn or not Breaking Dawn or Eclipse, Eclipse, but he did Breaking Dawn part one and part two as well as the very first one. So interesting. He came finishing he came with back. who they started with. Yep. Um, and then casting was done by Deborah Zane. Uh, quite a bit of casting needed to be done for this yeah. one as well. Which we're going to get into. Allies and cousins or whatever, however they refer to all the different vampire people. Yes. So a a quick summation here. It picks up basically right where part one ends. Where Bella is now a vampire. Finally, it did happen. It's been (laughs) hinted at and teased at since the very first book. And it does happen. I mean, spoilers, by the way. I'm pretty sure everyone knows that. But like, just in case... This episode is not spoiler free. (laughs) Our episodes are not spoiler free. Only minisodes do we strive to keep spoiler free. Yeah. So Bella's now a vampire. Her and Edward have their lovely half human, half vampire baby child who grows at an (laughs) exponential rate, grows and develops very quickly. I mean, granted, Bella's pregnancy lasted all of what, like a month, two months yeah, <laughs> to form a fully grown baby. So it's not super surprising, but still a little weird. Some other vampire cousin of theirs sees from a distance little toddler sized Renesmee, I, I think is how yeah. old she's supposed to be at that point. Sure. And thinks it is a vampire baby, right? Like. An, in, the, an the immortal Cullens, child. Yeah, an immortal child, they call it. That the Cullens have turned a baby into a vampire, which is bad because... Well, then for so many reasons. They would be in stasis I mean, for a lot of reasons. But for a big reason, the biggest bad reason is that they get stopped and stuck at that age, right? And so, like, a three-year-old doesn't have impulse control. Yeah. Trust me, I would know. I have a three-year-old. <laughs> and, you know, can't control so basically they just wreak havoc because they're vampires who are always at the age of three and can never control their thirst and it's it risks you know exposing vampires to the world blah 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 anyway so arena sees this and runs off to the voltori and alice has a vision like a snitch yeah um because she's bitter because she wanted a child or had a child that was no. killed because it was a mortal child or something. Is that Pretty right? Sure. Pretty sure. I thought she just hated the werewolves. And so she just doesn't also like the that. Cullens. I guess they, that's true. And Because J- Jacob was right there. I don't know. Why? Yeah. I may be getting my history mixed up in my brain about what an immortal child is and how. But listen, that's just what I'm thinking. Of. I'm pretty sure that her family had one. I don't think so. That the Volturi had to come. I'm almost positive. I don't think so. I don't know where this memory is coming from. I think that's wrong. in my brain. Well, it could very well be wrong. Again, these summaries happen off the top of my head. Anyway, though, Alice sees the vision. You keep talking. Oh, no. The Volturi is coming. 
and they think that Renesmee is an immortal child, even though she's not. So in preparation, I mean, they're basically like, okay, the Volturi are just going to come kill us. So we need something so that when they come, it stops them long enough that we can explain. So luckily, Carlisle has been around and is vampire for a very long time and has made many vampire acquaintances. So he reaches out to all of them and a bunch of them come in so that they have, you know, that whole safety and numbers idea. And there's enough of them gathered so that when the Volturi come, they'll hesitate before just like trying to kill everybody so that they can explain how Renesmee came into being and what she is and that she is still growing and developing and blah, blah, blah. So, OK, I looked it up. Uh, yeah, Arena was like. I don't know if they were mates or if they were just like lovers uh, with Laurent oh, with Laurent. Yeah. And a wolf killed Laurent. Yeah, because Laurent was going to kill Bella. So she hates the wolves and the Coens are all buddy buddy with the wolves so she doesn't like the Coens because they're buddy buddies with the wolves so that's why she doesn't give them a chance to explain the child she just immediately goes to the Volturi well I know that's the case with Arena but I I swear that Arena, the rest of Arena's family there's some connection there also with to the point where she recognized and like knew it was an immortal child so well they all know what immortal child's child's children I are I swear there no. was some sort of direct, like, nah. let me find it. Let me find it. The Denali Coven. Yeah. Sasha was a female vampire and founder of what became the Denali Coven. Sasha had Vasili, who was an immortal child, and they were killed by the Volturi. So the Denali clan has a special connection to that, too. Because the Volturi killed the founder of the Denali clan as well okay. as her immortal child. I guess I was thinking of the the actual living members. And I was like, none of them had no, one. But <laughs> They'd I, like, be the, dead. The reason, the reason that even though Arena okay. is a part of the Denali clan, even though Arena, even though she's the one that went and told, the fact that the rest of the Denali still right. back up the Cullens is because they're okay. like, we lost people for this reason. Too, and they didn't get hurt out or anything. Oh, I knew right. I wasn't crazy. <laughs> good job. Good job. This is, you know, we give nothing but the truth here at the Book Was Better podcast. <laughs> we fact check everything. No. <laughs> yes. Just kidding. We definitely have said some lies before. It's fine. But basically not not intentional lies. Not intentional. No. All good intentions, but accidental lies. Basically, it has a happy ending and nobody dies. So, <laughs> well, some people die. Arena died. Well, we don't care about her. She's not the main person. None of the main people die. <laughs> Snitches get stitches. Snitches get, get stitches. Get burnt. Or get their oblivion. head ripped off. Uh, <laughs> all right. Into our grievances. Yeah. You started last time. I will begin this time. Okay. So my number three is actually an anti-grievance. Because both in the book and the movie, Bella's reaction to finding out that Jacob imprinted on her baby daughter is amazing. It's so good. It's, it's, it's so phenomenal. Good. It's because she, in this moment, both in the book and the movie, she is 
the readers thought, you know, like she is voicing what all of us are thinking where she's like, she's a baby. Like you imprinted on my baby. She's my baby. And when she, and it's almost taken directly from the book too. So it's very well done in that sense as well. But I love where she's all like, don't act like you have some sort of wolfy claim to her. She's my daughter. I've known her. I've like held her once and you're already trying to tell me that she's more yours than mine. Like, no, I would also want to rip his freaking head off. <laughs> or the you nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness monster. A couple Again, things with that straight scene. Straight from the book and movie. <laughs> is I think it was one of the best scenes also because they showed a lot of emotions that you mm -hmm. don't see in much of the Twilight series. Well, it's from Edward, too, because yeah. in the book, it is also shown where he's all like, mm, it's fine. And how he's like having a really hard time hiding the fact that like he's smiling he and it. stuff. And he loves that she's finally like taking out her anger on Jacob. And he's like in the book, what in the movie? He's like, what? He said he's fine. He said he's fine. Like, he's fine. <laughs> or like Emmett just like laughing because he just is like, oh, yeah, here get it him. Comes. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's good. It's good. It's funny. But just in general, just Bella. Yeah, no, I thought that finally scene, emoting. I'm trying to. What did I write in my notes? Um. Uh, I did say Edward at least smiles more in this movie. <laughs> all of them do. <laughs> yeah, more emotions all around. And I said, terrible job with the imprinting, meaning like the whole imprinting thing in general is just like not super well explained in the movies. Um, but the yeah. scene was really funny and really well done. I just feel like they it still didn't go quite as into it. Um, well, and, and, and it, it still, you know, has Jacob saying, like, you know, it doesn't mean like, I know you're mad right now. But like, when you really think about it, you know, it doesn't mean I don't mean it that way. Like, and he like, like, keeps trying to like. Yeah. But yeah, later. It's just it's a and good then scene. I, it's I also had a note about I was like, it's like cute, but weird. The vision that Alice has at the end. <laughs> yeah, I don't love it. I'm like, oh, especially because Alice doesn't have visions about Renesmee or, or about Jacob. Jacob. She can't. Yeah. It's a blind spot for her. She never does. So that's something that's totally false in the movies that does not happen. Like, and it was kind of creepy because I'm like, eh, I don't like thinking about that. Soup's creepy. But yeah, so that's my number three. Just mm. it's an anti-grievance. Great scene in the book. Great scene in the movie. Bella freaking out at Jacob for imprinting on her daughter. It's so funny. Who's a baby. Despite being a creepy, weird CGI baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to get into that. All right. I'll get into it right now, actually, with my number three. <laughs> <laughs> the CGI in this movie. And I want to talk about two things in particular. One, creepy CGI baby. <laughs> Well, and even creepy CGI child. child. Like, why did they feel the need to have her so CGI'd for the entirety of the movie? Pretty much, you can make a like. Why couldn't you make a just a child put makeup look on her prettier and more exactly, 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 like what they did with Bella. Like, just put some makeup on her. 
Don't try to CGI her and make her look well, creepy and non- And now, seeing the movie, I know in the last episode, when we were talking about part one, we were unsure of how many different ages they would even portray her as. They portrayed her as, like, two. Yeah. Three, if you count her in Alice's future visions as a teenager. But, like, really, it was like, hi, here she is as, you know, like a five-ish month old looking baby. Here she is as like a seven or eight year old. They don't really show anything in between. Like no. That's it. You could have easily just cast those roles and used makeup. <laughs> yeah, I it's carrying think... over from my number one from last time. <laughs> and I think also it like made it distracting. Like I couldn't take it seriously because I was like, what's wrong with her face? Something's wrong yeah. with her face. That doesn't look right. And then, um. On not looking right. I think it's hilarious that with Bella transforming, they're like, oh, well, you know, vampires have permanent makeup. <laughs> like they're she's beautiful. got so much yeah, eyeshadow on. <laughs> <laughs> like it'd be one thing if it was like natural looking, like just like defined eyebrows, longer lashes. Eyelashes. Well, like, I mean, they do. They are supposed to have like circles around their eyes, which would make. But it was like their glittery. darker too. I know. I, I, it was I know. like straight it's, up glittery eyeshadow. <laughs> like she was going out to. It's the only way they could the make town. her look drastically different <laughs> without yeah. also CGIing I mean, her. She so. looks great. She she oh, looks yeah. like she's ready for night on the town. But I just think it's so funny that that's like, well, she's pretty now. So she has permanent makeup. <laughs> and I'm like, I. <laughs> Because um, she was, she had to be pretty before because she was, you know, apparently every man in town was somewhat obsessed with her for yeah. some reason. Like, yeah. Don't get it. Um, And then the other scene that I got to talk about is the, the opening hunt scene is so oh, Okay, then I have another one to add when you're done. <laughs> and so cringy. The climbing of the mountain. Oh, my. It The CGI hurt. of the rock. It hurt. Watching that first scene, I was like, oh, no, this is not setting the movie off on a good, good note. It got better. The movie got better. But there was the other scene, too. It, similar weird CGI is the rock. Yeah, the rock with the, her just breaking the rock. Have the, the arm wrestle. It doesn't look like a real rock. No. And then the CGI of her just like punching and kicking it and breaking it. It looks so fake. It, it looks, looks so dumb. It looks really bad. But the freaking hunt scene, they're like laughing and then it's like weird, like cheesy shots. It was not well done at all. And then like the whole like her climbing after the dude and then mm -hmm. just, oh, and then her wrestling the mountain lion. I just, mm, it was so dumb. So it was, dumb. It was dumb. Like the description in the book and what I saw on the screen were very different in that initial case. So I had to I had to talk about it. I hated that first scene. And then the creepy CGI baby was like the next thing. And I was like, guys, stop. <laughs> She's not even like. The baby's not cute. Like, no, sorry. No, like, and then he's like, when Charlie's like, she has your eyes. I'm like, no, she's got a little beetle eyes. She's, it, she's not cute. Like, there are so many cute babies. I know I said this last time, but there are so many cute babies that you could have done. Yeah. Like, They done messed up on that one. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm with you. 
So yeah, that's my number three. There you go. Bad CGI. Right. It's it was rough. Yeah. The wolves still looked great. Yeah, so the I guess wolves, they just spent like, their entire CGI budget on the wolves. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Okay, so my number two is kind of a mixed bag. So <laughs> it's Charlie meeting Bella for the first time and kind of like how he reacts and things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it starts out really accurate with how Jacob like finds out that they're going to be leaving and he like can't handle it. And so he's like, well, the problem is Charlie. So if we just get Charlie involved, then they won't have to leave anymore. Which like is problematic in and of itself. (laughs) Jacob's toxic. Okay. (laughs) Um, It was pure. He tries to say that he was doing it for Bella and things, but really like he wasn't, he was only doing it for himself. It was extremely selfish. Even Edwards. Like the fact that he didn't talk to anybody before he just did it. Yeah. But it starts out very accurate with how he goes and talks to Charlie first and like shows him how he shifts into a werewolf and stuff. Which can Um, we just pause for a second? That scene was the best scene in the whole series. Jacob just just like slowly taking his clothes clothes off in front of Charlie and being like, hey, stranger things have happened. You never know. Like, Just trust me. Just trust where he's like taking his jacket off and he's like, just trust me, Charlie. It's like Charlie's like, what's happening? (laughs) That scene was gold. And and even in the book, even though it's it's no longer from Jacob's point of view. Right. This is from Bella's point of view. (laughs) Jacob even says in the book, like, you should have seen Charlie's face when I started taking my clothes off. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's very accurately portrayed there. However, where it changes. Is. I I feel like in the movie, Charlie is much more angry to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't feel like he connects as much with Bella and like with Renesmee and things. Not to mention that in the in the book, he he's like very quickly like, okay. Clearly, there are things happening that are outside of my normal understanding I, I'm going to get over that and I can get over that because this is my daughter we're talking about. Yeah. So, OK, if I don't need to know it, don't bother trying to explain it to me. Don't distract me with that. Like, I'm just going to focus on. And again, I guess this is my this is how I got it. Like, mm-hmm. this is how I understood Charlie when I was reading the book. Mm-hmm. Like how I understood it and kind of took it is. Him going, okay, my focus is going to be my daughter, who I thought was dying, and I'm now hearing she's okay. Yeah. So my yeah. focus right now He's is... He's just happy to be there. Okay, she's alive. Cool. I'm going to focus on that, and I want to see her. There's a bunch of other ish happening, and it's weird. Jacob okay, turned cool. into a wolf. Jacob <laughs> just turned into a giant dog in front of me. It's too much. I, I don't need to know all of that. I'm going to focus on what's important. Especially because I feel like Charlie is a very down to earth, no nonsense, doesn't mess around kind of guy. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to deal with all the hubbity jubbly crazy stuff. He just wants to know his daughter's OK. And then he wants to go back to his normal job and his girlfriend, routine. which I his forgot routine. about. <laughs> I forgot. So so then let's go into the movie. Right. So in movie the movie version 
um, Charlie is not so understanding of the fact that there are things he doesn't know. And he's like demanding that he knows and demands that they explain everything to him. He's his reaction is. And here's the thing. I still love Charlie. Don't get me wrong. I still freaking love Charlie. I and think Billy Charlie's Burke's amazing. The best actor in the, the whole best, movie. But this is not his fault. This is the script. This is screenwriter's fault. And maybe the director is and not I didn't, Billy Burke's fault. I don't think he came across as demanding. I didn't get that vibe. I just but like the, the he's definitely like, more no, upset. I deserve an explanation. No, tell me now. No, you need to tell me exactly. And it's just like, even though she kept saying like it's not important now, I'm okay. I feel like I don't think Bella did a great job in the movie either. Okay, but to be fair, that's not. I'm talking about something different. <laughs> she's she, she's her own thing. But it's I felt like it was out of character for Charlie to respond with. When, when she's all like, no, I'm OK now. It doesn't matter anymore. I feel like the Charlie we've learned to know and read, you know, throughout all the books would be like, yeah, you're right. You're OK. That's the important thing. I'm going to focus on that and we're going to move forward. Yeah. But in the movie where he immediately responds with. No, I'm your father and I deserve an explanation and blah, blah. I just I didn't like it. I felt like it That's was fair. out of character for Charlie. And then again, in the in the book, when he meets Renesme and also when Jacob kind of explains to him about Renesme, Jacob even says that Charlie immediately was like, oh, so I'm like a grandpa now, you know, and, and it, he like jokes about it immediately. He kind of and accepts he, it. More, he accepts yeah. it really quickly. And then immediately when he sees her, too, in the book, he, you know, like approaches her and like explain and talks about i don't know it's just it's that's another spot where it varies between the book and the movie and i there was i felt like charlie was just very standoffish very mm -hmm. much so in the movie where mm -hmm. i didn't think he was as much in the book and i feel like charlie is a very important character for bella's development and i mean he's clearly the only like real family member that she cares about knowing and like really keeping involved in her life um, who's yeah. astute enough to like really know that something's different because like they even say in the book like Renee doesn't really need to know <laughs> like Renee will get over like Renee's fine like when talking about her mom right yeah so so yeah I just that was just something that didn't sit right with me that's fair yeah I definitely as much as I love Charlie and I think that Charlie was uh, the best part of the movie I it it was a little out of character as you've said for sure and i also would have liked to see him in more of a grandpa like fatherly kind of vibe with a creepy cgi baby <laughs> but you know maybe it's because he saw the creepy cgi baby face and went oh no <laughs> i thought it was a real baby they were supposedly holding when doing those scenes but maybe not maybe it was just some weird baby doll that then they didn't, i don't know just cgi'd i don't know but Fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah, that was my number two. My number two um, is just I think we kind of mentioned this in either the part one episode or in the eclipse episode. They aren't great about the like foreshadowing or like giving you any information before <laughs> you need to know it. <laughs> They're not great about the whole explaining why things are happening, which is kind of important when it comes to storytelling. <laughs> yeah, like 
Immortal children are brought up multiple times in the books before Renesmee is even like a concept. Yeah. It's not like, oh, hey, Renesmee is like a toddler. By the way, there's this thing <laughs> called immortal children. People might get that confused. Like, no. They've talked about it, and it's actually Bella who is like, oh, crap, Arena thinks that it's an immortal child. And mm-hmm. Bella's the one who figures it out because she's already known about them because they've talked about them before. Yep. And then you... Well, again, as- because Carlisle is, like, obsessed with supernatural history and supernatural yeah. beings and the biology. You, they, they've talked about it. Yeah. Maybe that's why I couldn't remember exactly because it's not in this book that we learn about. I think it is an eclipse. I think it's when an they eclipse. talk about Sasha, yeah, and how she had an immortal child and that all thing. Because I, I didn't. It, re- it is before this book. I think that's why I couldn't remember either because it wasn't in this one and it wasn't in the movie at all. And that's what I watched no. most. I read the book and then I watched the movie, so that's what's fresher in my brain is the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, they just they. Kind of were like, eh, it's not important. And then they're like, crap, it's important. Okay, we got to put something in. Yeah. So, and especially compared to, you know, throwing out an example, Harry Potter, where there's so much foreshadowing in Harry Potter. It's crazy well done. Like, even in the movies, they they do a really good mm-hmm. job with the foreshadowing I mean, they thing. skip some foreshadowing, as we talked about in our Harry Potter episodes. Yes. But they do a much better job. But a much better job. Does. This one, I'm like... <laughs> Stuff just happens. There's no, like, trying to figure it out on your own with these movies. It is a, I'm going to tell you when it's happening kind of deal. Yeah. Which I didn't love. Because it felt, I felt a little blindsided by it in the movie. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Now we're talking about it. No subtlety. And it's heavy. It's a very heavy topic. Yeah, it's well, intense. So. <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, that's my number two. No, uh, no foreshadowing or leading up to immortal children. They just kind of plop it in your lap. Mm-hmm. Well, so f- then for uh, honorable mentions. Yeah, I got a few. Uh, maybe it's because it's the final movie. But what was with the let's throw it back to how they made movies back in like the 60s and 70s and put all of the credits at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I had to skip ahead. Super long. It's literally like three or four minutes long of just music and people's names being shown on the screen with weird like blood transitions. Yeah. (laughs) It was so weird. Well, one of my comments, one of my notes when I first started watching, because I clicked and I was like, holy crap, this movie's two hour long. Why is this movie two hours long? It's because like 20 minutes are taken up by credits. Yeah. At both the beginning and the end. And the end. They're repetitive. <laughs> and the whole end credit scene was hilarious where they're like, you know what? We're going to throw back to any character who's been in this series ever. Mm-hmm. Which... Side comment, I didn't make the connection that um, in Eclipse, uh, What's-Her-Face, the main baddie? Victoria? Victoria. Sorry, I was going to say uh-huh. Jessica, and I was like, nope, that's wrong. No, that's not right. <laughs> um, was played by Bryce that's Dallas Howard. high school. Well, not in all of them, right? I think no, just Eclipse. Yeah. They, 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 they switched, switched actresses. actresses. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize, I didn't make the connection that it's like, Bryce Dallas Howard, who's in, like, Jurassic World. 
Well, it's because her makeup is done up. And her hair Extremely. is totally different. And her hair, and I feel like they did CGI to make her eyes look, like, bigger than they normally are. <laughs> yeah. So I did not recognize her. So when she popped up on the credits and it was like, Bryce Dallas Howard, I was like, hold up. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> yeah. So that one was crazy. And also, I forgot that uh, Lee Pace played, uh, what's his face? One of the vampire the buddies. The guys? No, oh. no, no. Oh, no, yeah, the one with the, yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah. the mm-hmm. one from the, the Carlisle's mm-hmm. army friend. He, I love Lee Pace, and so I, but I didn't, again, I didn't recognize him. he has him. long hair. And he's kind of scruffy. He's wearing a wig. Yeah, and he's got scruff. I mean, yeah, it's, it's different. But, so that was great. I loved that they had those in there. I loved uh, freaking Remy Malik. Forgot he was in the movie. Yes. He's so good. I was just saying, a lot of the casting for this one was done really, really well, actually. Yeah. So good job, Deborah Zane, for all of those um, extra vampires. Um, I like that they took out the weird Jacob giving Renezme a creepy promise ring for Christmas. Turned it into a bracelet. Yeah, way better. Way better. Where it's like you're giving a. A child, a promise. Mm, it's creepy. No, now it's creepy. In the beginning, you're like, it's not like that, Bella. But in that scene, you're but like, now no, it is. it is like that. And it's weird. And I don't like it. Like, yeah. <laughs> so um, that was a better change. The Voltori still crack me up. I still can't take them seriously. Yeah. No, they're 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 their makeup is so bad even in this one and maybe it is because they literally are always in their dark hole in the ground yeah. in italy and they never leave but i don't know i i mean i know the rest of the vampires look better throughout the yeah. movies but not yeah. the Voltori. <laughs> and like jane looks fine and like well, her brother looks it's fine dakota fanning dakota fanning is always looking great it's the main three the main arrow caius and what's his face yeah, I don't remember one. the third one. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no one cares about him. Those three look so stupid and they crack me up. And I know, again, we've talked about and this again, before. Again, they're supposed to be beautiful. They're supposed to be attractive. They're not. They're not. Also, I know we talked about the fact that it's played by, Arrow's played by Michael Sheen, who's a comedian. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, he does a lot of different things, but yeah. I feel like he's a much I feel like he's a very talented actor who like really didn't fit the role for this one. I just it, it, or he cracks like me Robert up. Pattinson, he hate hates it and, and so was just, just making like, a joke of it. Possibly, screw it, whatever. Like, <laughs> so yeah, couldn't take the Voldori. I'm not gonna mention my other ones because I know you're gonna talk about that in your number one. And then the I just really quick the ending. With them in the field and the cheesy montage. <laughs> yeah, no, it's bad. It was real bad. It was way too cheesy with like the song yeah. playing and then mm-hmm. like, let's make out in this well, field. But the same with like the opening. I was just like, man, they're like really making just this whole movie thing really dramatic with it being the final one. And I get it, it's the final one. But like, if any series like deserved like a really dramatic grand finale. It was the Harry Potter series and they didn't even indulge themselves this much. <laughs> like, I mean, I will say like Lord of the Rings credits have like the, at the end um, have like the pictures, the really pretty sketches but it's with the done names with finesse and with taste. It's tastefully done. 
In this movie, it just felt like self-indulgence on, like, it, it was weird. Yeah. It was interesting. Oh, it's so. raining outside. Sorry. Well, you're in Hawaii. That happens frequently, I imagine. Yes. Um, I mean, there's probably more. There's, there, and there is more little subtle differences, right? Like in. Oh, yeah. Who says what or how somebody is introduced and stuff. But for the most part. Or like, like the fact that. Bella's clothes are supposed to get totally wrecked on her first hunt. I get why they left that out. Like, that's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, that's that's fine. That's one of those things where it's like, you don't need to see that. Wish they would have left more of that out in the last one. During the whole birth thing. (laughs) Honestly. And like, Bella's whole shield thing. I don't go into it very much. Well, and the animation was, I guess, you know. Again, the CGI budget. Was all was on used the up wolves. on the wolves. <laughs> yeah. And then. Okay. Like the whole thing with Jay Jenks was a little interesting. Like in the book, Bella asks him to forge the legal documents. Whereas in the movie, they're like already done. Like Jasper is the one that ordered them. Mm-hmm. So that was a little different. But, like, I didn't hate it because I was like, whatever. It, like, it, it serves the same purpose in the end. Yeah. I think that's all I have. Uh, well, I will say they do have Renesmee be much older at the end of the movie than the book, I think, ever described her as. Yeah. I don't know because I don't think, yeah, the book, I don't think the book does, like, a time jump or anything. Oh, there is a vampire index in the book by at the end. There Alphabetically is. by Coven. That is so funny. I There's didn't, a little I didn't asterisk that. for vampires that possess a quantifiable supernatural talent. There's a little dash for bonded pair, right? Little mates ah. and things. And struck to show deceased before the beginning of this novel. <laughs> wow. How fancy. Interesting. Oh, did you know? I didn't know this. The Cullens, their coven's name is the Olympic Coven. What? I don't know, but it says it right here in the book. They never said that. No, but apparently that's what, what that's what they are. Uh, it's in the book published by. All Stephen right. Meyer. All right. <laughs> right there. And they are a very powerful one. They're a very powerful coven. When you look at it, lots of their names have little asterisks by them. However, Emmett doesn't. So maybe Emmett doesn't actually have a super or I guess it does say vampire possesses a quantifiable supernatural. Yeah, talent. he's just real strong. <laughs> real strong. Real strong. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Sorry. What I was trying to do is seeing if they mentioned anything about Renesmee's visible age. age. Nope. Nope. Yeah, no, they don't. All right. Um, I just have. Yeah. One more thing that I wanted to talk about. What was it? Oh, <laughs> sorry. I was like, oh, right. Remember? And then it left me. Hold on. I'm going through my notes. Oh, I just with the uh, Volturi as well. They left out the fact that um, Arrow has his own shield vampire, um, like a vampire with a shielding power like Bella. Mm, they left that right. part out. Yeah. Um, well, and I think they also leave out the fact that 
with her realizing it's a power and her practicing it means that she can take it fully down now, which allows Edward to read her thoughts. Well, no, that's what the, the cheesy montage at the end is. Do they? Is that what that is? When they're sitting in the be? field and the she... cheesy montage is supposed to be him reading her thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Oh, 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 that makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. So they had it in. It's just not very well done. Oh, funny. Okay. Well, um, and then the fact that like Bella is, I feel like Bella w had more control over it in the book. I don't know. Well, she has more control over it slash she's given more time to practice it. Yeah. And like, so. I thought in the book it was cool because, you know, Alec, uh, that's Jane's brother. He does the smoky smoke. Mm -hmm. He does that and it like goes around her bubble. Like, I think yeah. that that would have been a great way to show it in the movie, but they didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> they did the terrible foggy stuff instead, like foggy CGI to be like, it's all right. They're in the shield. Blurred. It's all right. They're in the shield. They're in the bubble. <laughs> so that was another thing. Just with her shielding power, they just did a bunch that was different. Mm -hmm. And I could keep going, but I'll call that good. But I don't want this episode to be too long. No, so I'll, I'll I'll get my number one out of the my number one is another mixed bag. So mm -hmm. kind of an anti grievance more so than not, though, in the fact that in the book, there's no real fight. Yeah, I, I held off saying stuff because I knew you were going to talk about this. But so so I remember. <laughs> I remember. So, again, if you'll if you'll hear me out, if you remember from the last episode, where I said I never finished this book. Okay. Oh, right. So because <laughs> I never finished this book, when I watched this movie for the first time, I was like, what is happening? Why is everybody dying? And I was like, so shocked just for it to be like, haha. Just kidding. It was so just the vision that Alice was showing Arrow. Nothing actually happened. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And I was just like, is that how it happens in the book? Oh, my gosh, that's insane. No. Only to learn that. No, no, that is not how it happens. There's the no fight. There's no fight. But but that's the whole point. The point of what they were doing in the book. So this is where the mixed bagginess comes from. Mm -hmm. right? They didn't want there to be a fight. <laughs> yeah, because they knew if there was a fight, there would be casualties. They did not want to fight, which is yeah. why they reached out to all of those different covens. And again, they're like, the more people we have when the Volturi get here, the more likely they'll listen to us before, before they just attack they start us. killing. Because they re they'll realize that with how many people we have, that there's a good chance that they'll lose some people, too. Like, yes. Um. But in, in the in the in the movie, that's apparently that doesn't matter. Uh, what matters is that Alice has a vision which she wouldn't be able to have in the book because she can't have visions that involve the werewolves or Renesmee. You know, she can't have visions about these hybrid species because mm -hmm. technically werewolves are a hybrid species. They're they're human, but they're but they're not, you know, but they're and wolf. Renesmee. She's human, but she's not. Um, she's a vampire. 
So <laughs> she wouldn't They're be able dancer. to have that vision. So if there was going to be a fight, it would have just been a fight and people would have died and they would have just died. Um, so there, there's where I'm like, eh, it doesn't follow the rest of the logic that like has been set out. But the movie has already kind of shown like the people doing the movies have kind of already shown that they don't care about following all of those like rules that Stephanie Meyer set out for her world. Yeah. Um, and it did make for very interesting viewing. Yes. And I, I put in my notes, I said, I get why they put the fight in because there's a lot of build up to the potential of a fight. Even in the mm -hmm. book, they're like, hey, it might come to a fight, though. Like, like the whole thing with Edward being like, hey, guys, if it comes to a fight, I'm going to ask you to fight. Like, I'm I'm going to need you to help us. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of build up to this potential fight mm -hmm. when in the book. And, and then it's like, all right, cool. Bye. And it's just like kind of OK. So I, I cool. so my, and my thoughts there, I feel like you can get away with that more in a book than you could in a movie. Oh, yes. So whereas I feel like so this was my first time finishing this book. <laughs> um, Crazy. And I and I felt like it, it made more sense and and it, and it was still very interesting because the conversation that takes place right where it's like look at her like she's clearly biologically bella's like look at her and they're like how is that possible and mm -hmm. it you know creates this whole dialogue and it it's 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 still very interesting still ties up loose ends really nicely but yeah i don't think that that would have gone over as well in the movie to yeah. not have. And so this is one of the few times where I approve of them making something more dramatic in the movie than it is in the book, um, because it was very interesting to watch. It made me feel a lot of things the first time I saw it. Mm -hmm. um, I think I think I cried <laughs> the first time I saw it when like uh, Carlisle dies and Alice and I was just like, what is happening? The best, the best characters are the one dying. I was Alice, like so Alice mad. doesn't die. Alice was, watches Jasper get killed Jasper in front died. of her. No, that's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was just like, no, I don't like this. And it was very reminiscent of like final Harry Potter. Oh, where like uh, all the people I love die. And I cried a lot. Leia, and I was just Leia, like, Leia died because she fell Leia into dies. the. Leia dies. Mm -hmm. And her brother. Uh, and Seth dies Seth, too. Seth dies. Yep. I cried when Seth died the first time. I didn't cry again this time because I knew they didn't actually die. But I'm an it, emotional it, being. <laughs> and in my, I in my notes. very easily. <laughs> I was like, the fight, the fight is a little gratuitous. And I said, if you hadn't read the books, what a trip. <laughs> and the first time I saw it, I hadn't. So, um, so yeah, I hadn't yeah. finished the book before the first time I watched this. And yeah, it was. Um, so watching it again, I was like, it was still intense, but um, better knowing that However, like, actually dies. But I the did. first time I watched it, when I thought that it was following what the book did and I thought they were actually dying... I was like, wow, I didn't think Stephanie Meyer had it in her to like kill she her doesn't. own characters like this. She doesn't. She's not. <laughs> she's not bold enough. She's not. However, she's not J.K. Rowling. <laughs> I did like watching all the Volturi die. That was a little satisfying. Oh, especially Arrow, because Arrow gets his like head chopped off or something. Yeah. Edward and Bella like tag team, mm. just wreck him. And like the fact that Alice takes out Jane, but like she lets the wolf do the final kill. 
Because it's mm-hmm. like Jane is the one who like caused uh, Seth to die, and it was like very poetic and like yep. I liked I liked watching all the the Volturi die, not so much the good the good people. But it was I don't know it was a well done fight scene. It was yeah. good. it was interesting. It was intriguing and and yeah. So that's why I said it, it's kind of it a was mixed long bag, too. It was but, a long fight. Yeah, it was long. Um, but again, I feel like they f- probably felt like they owed something to the viewers at that yeah. point. So I'm not surprised. Um, and and it's not necessarily a grievance because, again, it's not that I dislike the change. Um, the only real issue I have with it is that it's it doesn't fit the way that the world works. Like the laws within yeah. Stephanie Meyer's supernatural world, it doesn't work. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I also had a couple questions, even in the book, like how can Renesme t- use her power on Bella? But I figured they'd write that off as like, well, it's her biological child, so the shield doesn't work on her. Or that because of Bella's, you know, nostalgic and just like pure love, she unknowingly lowers the shield. Yeah. But then wouldn't Edward be able to read her thoughts in those moments? Yeah. I know, I guess. <laughs> like the the only thing I can think yeah, of is like because her perfect. her blood you know runs through her they veins. Her blood. <laughs> it doesn't work. I don't know. There's a lot Facts. of questions, but okay, okay, yeah, good points, good, all, yeah. all good, all good points. <laughs> yeah, all it's right, not a perfect. What's perfect your number science. one? <laughs> so my number one's actually an anti grievance as well. Um, I think they did a phenomenal job with bringing in all of those new characters. Because there were a lot. There were a lot. Well, like, like again, we've now have. We have did a, we know. An appendix. An index. There yeah. is the Amazon coven, the Denali coven, the Egyptian coven, the Irish coven, the Olympic coven, which is the Collins. Who knew? Apparently. The Romanian coven. Oh, I kind of get American why. The American nomads, the European nomads. And then there's both the Volturi coven and the Volturi guard. Who aren't considered part of the actual Volturi. Because if you mm-hmm. look at the actual Volturi, there was originally only six of them. However, Marcus's mate is dead. So now, like, the true Volturi, there's only five of them. Hmm. And then Jane and stuff, like, they're just a part of the Volturi guard, technically. Interesting. Who knew? <laughs> Stephanie Meyer. Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> I think maybe the reason they're called the Olympus clan is I feel like Not something Olympus, about... Olympic. Olympic. I feel like something about Washington has to do with uh, there's like Olympic something there. I don't know. I think it has to do with geographical location. I don't know. Olympic makes me think of Greece. So I know, but I feel like there's there's something about that. where isn't there a Mount Olympus in America? Yeah, I think in Washington. See? But the Collins haven't always they don't always live in Washington. They go all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, Mount Olympus in Washington. That's probably why. Oh, I was right. Good for me. The Olympic. <laughs> yes, Mount Olympus is the tallest and most prominent mountain in the Olympic Mountains of Western Washington State. Well, and there's an Olympic good National Park. Weird geographical knowledge there, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Other know than why the I fact know that. that I remembered that there is a Mount Olympus in Washington, I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's my best guess. I could be wrong. I'm not Stephanie Meyer. I don't know no, her thought process. No, you're probably not wrong. That is probably her reasoning. But also, again, that reasoning doesn't make total sense because 
It's not like the Collins have always been in Washington and stay in Washington. Like They might. You don't know. You don't know their lives. Yes, we do. We do know their lives and we know that they leave. <laughs> but they always come There's back. There's an entire book series about their lives. But they <laughs> always come back to. I guess that's true. Washington. Forks is like a special place to them for some reason. Yeah. I can't remember. Yep. Anyways. Um, But yes, I thought they did a really good job bringing in all of the new characters and making us care about them. I think they did a really good job of giving them personalities, giving them time to shine. Like the time around the bonfire was really well done. I thought it was really cute how like the blonde electrical chick and Lee Pace's character like kind of like got together and you were like, ooh. it was like it's Garrett. I think his name is. And I don't remember hers. Yeah, so he's an American nomad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Garrett. Yeah. Played by Lee Pace. And then the the uh, shocky shock chick from the Denali clan. Is, is that, uh, is that Tanya or Kate? I think it's Kate. Okay. I think Tanya was the one with the curly hair. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was cute. How they, like, kind of had, like, a little subplot romance randomly thrown in there. <laughs> um, and even, like, the new wolves, like, they introduced also, some new just, wolves. Also, just, sorry, I know lots of new information coming from this simple one-page vampire index. But according to this, Laurent was Arena's, like, mate. Was, oh, like, okay. her bonded pair. Okay, there you go. So. Why was he off with the other two, then? I don't know, because he's not. So James and Victoria are listed under the American nomads. Okay. And they are linked together. And then they both have asterisks. Asterisks. (laughs) I don't know how to say asterisks, plural. Uh Oh, my headphone just fell out of my ear. I cannot. I can tell. (laughs) Anyway, and they both have lines through their names because they're both dead. But um, Garrett is also an American nomad, as well Mm -hmm. as Mary. Peter and Charlotte and Randall. But then Laurent is over next to Arena in the oh. Denali Cup. I don't know. So no wonder mm-hmm. she was super ticked at yeah, them killing him. Because Victoria wanted revenge too. So. Yeah. And think about it. If any of them lost their mate, like, think think about how they would react, yeah. right? Like, they'd be, they'd be a little ticked. Very protective that gives, Bella, her, a, blah, that blah, gives blah. her a little more credit for being a total snitch about it. So. And especially when you tie in the fact that her sister, Sasha... Was yeah. the one killed for, for and they're also listed child. with strikes through their names. All right, under there you the go. The Denali coven, Vasily and Sasha. So wow, what who a, knew having the physical copy of the book of would be so helpful? <laughs> Just call me the Twilight Wikipedia from now on. I know it all. <laughs> wow. Um, no. So to summarize my first point um i really liked all of the introduction of characters i think they did a really good job with um bringing them in giving them good personalities well done on casting um Mm -hmm. and uh not making me feel super overwhelmed by the amount of new people so clearly i don't remember their names as i kept just saying what's his face and what's her face um i believe I, I, I mean, there are a lot of them, right? Like, yeah. There's a lot. But we know that the Egyptian coven is, it, it's Benjamin. We love Benjamin. Yes, I love him. Remy Malik. That's, that's Remy Malik. We love Benjamin. So there's, there's a couple of them where it's like, we know who he is, but not all of them. Yeah. 
but they did do a good job at introducing so many new characters so quickly and mm-hmm. making you like feel for them. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, okay. Overall, I think that this was the best movie of the series, in my opinion. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know. I liked part one a lot too. I think I part one got a little ruined for me, both through their uh, the honeymoon scenes and the birth um, scene. Facts. Facts. You're right. This one is better. The fight scene yeah. is also really good. So yeah. yeah. And all the characters I really like. Mm-hmm. Um and I felt like there was more emotions, better acting, uh, all around. Um Yes. I really liked it. Definitely my favorite of the series. And I think cin- cinematically it it was better as it well. It was done better too. Mm-hmm. So Well, we do have some faux pas yes. to share with you all. Yes. All right, I'll go first. We have a couple um, from Instagram. First, we have one from Mich- Michelle. Mikkel? Michelle? I'm sorry I'm if I'm saying that. I'm not on Instagram. I have... It's M-A-C-H-E-L. What? I apologize if I'm saying it wrong. It's either... It's Michelle. Ma- it's Michelle? It's Michelle. I couldn't mm-hmm. be sure if it was Michelle or Mikkel. Open up her profile. It's Michelle. Oh. <laughs> Yep, there you go. Cool. Okay, so Michelle uh, A. said, I think the whole Twilight movie series is a great example of how Hollywood takes a book series and makes horrible movies. LOL. (laughs) I think all book-turned-movies should be pre-screened by bibliophiles, then after said bibliophiles get to beat the movie execs with the movie reels. Apparently, I have some feelings about this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... That's great. That's Thank awesome. you. I love that. Michelle, I have some feelings about this. Well, you have found the right place because we have some feelings about this, too. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, that's yeah, funny. Yeah, I think the Twilight series it has been a trip, as we said. And it's, uh, it's a, it is an example of Still Hollywood. very entertaining. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood going crazy. <laughs> All right, so I'll read the one that we have on our Facebook. So this is from Allie L., Longtime listener and commenter. Thank you, Allie. Yes. (laughs) She says, so, you know, I saw the movies before ever reading these books. My best friend dragged me to this movie when it was over. She looked at me and said that fight wasn't in the book. When I finally got around to reading the books, I actually preferred the fight in the movie. I feel it showed more that Arrow would have done anything to have Alice even risk some of the Volturi. But when he saw it ended in his death, he didn't want to risk it. Um, Which I I had... That's a really good point. (laughs) I agree with the problem is, like you said, the laws of the universe (laughs) wouldn't make that possible. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it is possible. Maybe she just would have had like a little fuzzy spot around Renezme and the wolves. And that would have just been fuzzy. That still doesn't work because they're (laughs) in the book. Sorry, I'm going off on another tangent now. In the book. There's the specific scene where she where um, I can't remember what I don't remember if it's I think it's when Charlie's coming. Yeah. She's like, no, if you're holding Renesmee, I won't be able to see what's happening. Like, I won't be able to see what's going to happen. Yeah. If you plan on holding him. But she's like, I have to hold Renesmee. And that's another thing they changed in the movie because Bella's not holding Renesmee when Charlie first shows up. But she's like, maybe if you hold her really, really still and she doesn't move. I'll still be able to see things that happen around her. But it's like, that's not 
the case normally. Think people are moving, they're doing different things, they're changing, the wolves are all over the place, Renee's my is all over the place. She wouldn't be able to have these weird selective visions with just like blurry or blank spots. Like that's, it, it wouldn't work according to the logic of the book itself. Like, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, just a little additional tangent I threw in there. Taylor uh, has another uh, faux pas from Instagram. Yes, I do. This one is from Jill D. She said, I think the movie stole some of Bella's cred by having Edward make the connection about immortal children and Arena's reaction. Fair. Also, the Same. whole Jay Jenks thing comes out of nowhere and Bella just passively goes along with what Jasper has done instead of getting to figure things out for herself. Plus side, the casting is pretty good. I love Rami Malek. So even though his part is minimal, he was great. And I forgot <laughs> Lee Pace was even in the movie, but he makes a great Garrett. <laughs> yes facts on facts yes 100% agree Rami Malek and Lee Pace are amazing and I love them yeah yes it is it was really good casting but yeah I, I I would say they kind yeah. of stole some of Again, the cred. movie the movie continuously I've been saying this for episodes and episodes now right the movie continuously makes Bella stupider than she actually is oh, like yeah, she's much smarter in the books than yeah. she is in oh, the yeah. movies but okay age-old question was the book better <sighs> yes no I'm saying no no I'm saying uh, no <laughs> better, here's my reasoning better no so here's my reasoning, and, and maybe this isn't answering the right question, but would I watch this movie again? Absolutely. Do I want to read this book again? Not really. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So, I would say. It's so long, okay? I would say, well. such a long book. While the book does have a lot of good stuff that the movie doesn't, the movie does a good enough job and has that fight scene, which I thought was really good, to make me not prefer one or over the other. So I wouldn't say the book is better. I would say it is on par with the movie for different reasons. And I can I can get on board with that. But I just it's a really long book. Yeah. And I don't love it. No. I here's my personal opinion. I think that the movies get better with each movie. While the books get worse with each book. Hmm. I feel like Twilight is great. Mm hmm. I still enjoy New Moon. Eclipse is a bit of a ride. Breaking Dawn just throws all sorts of weird things at you. And you're just like, what is happening anymore? Yeah. It's kind of the journey I went on. <laughs> Whereas in the movies, it's almost like the opposite. Where the first movie, you're like, this is so bad. Oh, my gosh, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. It can only go up from there. <laughs> That's fair. And New Moon is marginally better and then Eclipse a little bit better. And then the Breaking Dawn movies are the best ones. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I get that. I don't know. I like the, we have I feelings. like I liked the movie. Like I actually felt emotions with this movie besides just cringe, mm -hmm. which was nice. Like I said, the first time I saw it, I actually shed tears for some of the characters. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess I don't know. I guess I'm curious now that we've finished this. Um, yes. The Twilight we, Saga. The Twilight Saga. What 
what's your favorite? And we'll, we'll ask this. Um, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll make a post on our socials. But I want to know what your favorite book of the series is versus your favorite movie. Because mm. they're not the same for me. That's for sure. <laughs> so just curious yeah. um, what others think. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Um, join us next week for our mini-sode where we'll be doing um, kind of a fun game. Which will Poorly be different. described plot yeah. game. That's what we're calling it. Um, and then the week after that, we'll be jumping into spooky season with Matilda. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely give us a follow if you haven't already. Uh, so you'll get notified whenever we post new episodes. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or some other podcast platform that lets you rate and review, please do so. So I know Google we, Podcasts lets you review. Apple you Podcasts does. Stitcher lets you. Spotify doesn't for some Come reason. Come on, Spotify. Get on a it. A lot of the other ones do. Um, so but please do so. It. it really helps us out a lot. Um, and definitely go follow us on social media if you haven't already at TBWD Podcast, wherever you are. You can probably find us. Yes. Um, and but. again, we're excited for th- I'm excited for the, the mini sode next week. We'll, we'll be playing with a lot of prompts that you guys sent in mm-hmm. um, and you can play along. We're not going to like give the answer immediately. I mean, we're going to be playing it with each other, like asking each other and we're going to be trying to guess what the movie is. So, yeah, it'll be fun movie or book. Um, so it'll be fun. But uh, so, until yeah. then, have a great week and don't forget to read.